What is up, folks? Is your guy Thomas Gann here for Ice Cold Sports? Here is my guy once again, Zach Lyons, live from the heart of America, America's Dairy Land. What is up with you, Zach? Hey, good to be on again. Wonder if your uh, wonder if your audience is tired of hearing my voice yet. I think they are, but they can deal with that. <laughs> um, it's been it's been kind of a crazy week in sports. Uh, let's start off with, well, obviously the sad news that came today with the passing of baseball legend Hank Aaron. Um, obviously, one of the greatest to ever do it. Any true baseball fan knows he is the real home run king. Uh, still, Barry Bonds, I mean, he's the Roy's one. guy. Yeah, he's the one who didn't cheat to break Babe Ruth's record. He went through intense scrutiny was a champion against racism, against bigotry, faced it down and beat it, and really was an American legend. And I, uh, he will be sorely missed. Yeah, you you touched on the part that I that I wanted to touch on with Aaron Hank Aaron, with just him being, you know, such such an icon in the movement for racial equality. He caught so much shit back in the day. No one wanted him to break. Babe Ruth's record one bit and he stood in the face of that and did not care so great you know great part of baseball history will be sorely missed agreed I know Zach is a fellow baseball fan you know we were starting to thin out a little bit as a herd you can appreciate everything that he did and who he his his place in both American sports and American uh American culture yeah I think it's like it's not as easy to debate the goat in baseball as it is like basketball and, and some other sports. But I, I would say Hank Aaron's definitely in that conversation. Oh, definitely. No question about that one, especially with how many years he was, was like 20 straight years. He was an all-star or something like that, like crazy kind of stuff, insanely consistent, but rest in peace to him. Uh, this Sunday championship Sunday, let's start off with, what is kind of going to be the stranger game, in my opinion, which will be Chiefs Bills, because I don't know what Patrick Mahomes we're going to get. The NFL is obviously lying and telling us that there are no concussions in Patrick Mahomes' brain, when that's definitely not true. That man is concussed as the day is long, and yet they're going to have him play, which big shock. Uh, so will he be a hundred percent against that big, bold Buffalo Bills defense? Um, I, I guess it's probably good that we waited to record a little later than we usually do on a Friday today because uh, we got the Mahomes news uh, in that in that window of time. Um, I I have to think if they're letting him play, he's at least somewhat coherent. And uh, he's I don't know, coherent, but he's very concussed. He should not be playing. If this was a regular season game, the man would not be playing. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right, but I, you know, it's an independent doctor that has to come in and verify it that has no, no ties to the Chiefs. Independent, yeah, he probably is like best friends with Goodell. He's probably getting a couple, a couple, I can't prove this, but for all we know, he's getting a couple uh, stacks shoved down in his pocket to be the show for Goodell. Obviously can't prove that, but that's what I'm speculating wildly. T- TG's on here air quoting me as I, as I say, independent team doctor, but um, I, I still like the, the Chiefs minus three at home. I think they're going to have fans in their building as well. Um, don't get rich betting against Patty Mahomes. 
counterpoints, the Bills are a wagon. No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Um, the Bills are a team of destiny, and they're going to win on Sunday. You can uh, write that down. Write that down. Write that down. The Bills are going to win on Sunday. I believe that. We Yeah, we can get it to, into it some more in quick picks, too. True, yeah. And then over uh, in the NFC, it is Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, Packers, Buccaneers in Lambeau. I actually think that the Packers, I think the, the Buccaneers have a really good chance in this game. Yeah, I, I had a tough time circling a team as I was as I was looking at, at lines and other research this week. Um, I'll say this, I'm totally here for the, the pissed off Aaron Rodgers tour. I think there's just been steam coming out of his ears ever since they drafted Jordan Love in this draft. Um, I, I just think he's on a tear like he never has been in his career before. Um, and, and the, the Buccaneers have had a lot of injuries at their skill positions this year. You know, Mike, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin have never really been a hundred percent this whole year. Um, Ronald Jones completely missed their first playoff game. I, I just like the, where the Packers are at from a quarterback standpoint and a health perspective. On the other hand, I mean, Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. He does not. Yeah, panic. you can't discount. Tom that. Brady does not panic. He gets punched in the mouth and keeps moving. You saw that last week when they went down against the Saints and he came back. You saw that the first time they played the Packers, and you saw him uh, uh, fight his way back. And they basically just wrecked him after the Packers took an early lead. I mean, I understand Aaron Rodgers has been great this year. He's been killing me all year. Um, at the same time, I think he's being a little overrated. Now, be honest here. Um, he's obviously, I think Matt LaFleur has been, has been incredible in, in being able to scheme open receivers. I think that's kind of being a little underrated. I mean, it just feels like every five seconds there's someone open for Aaron to get to. Obviously he's an incredible quarterback, but I, I just, I trust Tom Brady in in these types of situations. And if I have learned anything over the years is the place that Aaron Rodgers hates to be is the NFC championship game. How has been three NFC championship games now since his last Super Bowl where he's choked, he's choked it away. I I don't know. I don't know if you can call the Seahawks one a choke. I think that was just the tight ends. Tight ends slipping. 49ers. Come on. They yeah, I mean they got completely blown away in those Falcons and 49ers games. I'm not gonna make excuses yeah. there, but Aaron Rodgers did every single thing that you needed to win in that Seahawks game and he got and they screwed lost. on an onside kick. Whatever. Um, obviously I, I'm mad. I'd like to go ahead, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm just saying obviously I'm mad. I'm I'm salty. Aaron Rodgers has been murdering my soul for the last billion years. So it would be nice to see him lose. So I'm trying to talk myself into the Buccaneers winning. But at the same time, I understand that they have been a wagon. I'm just holding on to my my narratives for dear life. Oh yeah. Um the the thing I like giving shit to all the cheeseheads about around around these parts is like just just think how much better this Packers team would be this year if they had actually used their first two picks on on something useful other than a third string quarterback and a third string running back. Like I, I guess AJ Dillon's looks fairly decent in these playoffs but 
you know, if they had I like mean, a, if you had like a T Higgins you, you're or the someone one in there who said that they have lit a fire under his ass by bringing in love. For all you know, you don't bring in love, you don't get the Aaron. You get the Aaron you've had a few over the last couple of years where he wasn't that good. He's okay. Wasn't great. That's that's fair, but do you, like is you know if you use if you use that pick on like a. I, I get it was it was pre- they weren't in a spot where they could have gotten one of like the premium first round receivers, but you could have gotten like a T Higgins or something to replace MVS, who we all know has his drop issues. I it, I don't know. It's it's something we can't really go back and and see. But either way, I'm loving pissed off Aaron Rodgers. So go pack. Whatever. Go Buccaneers. Tampa Beatty, baby. Um, the Mets. So. This may have been one of the most wackadoo stories and uh, I've seen in a while. Uh, the Mets GM, well, he was the Cubs uh, head of scouting at the time. We disavow 100%, 1,000%. He apparently got the number of a female reporter. They were texting for a little while back and forth. Then she stops texting him, which, guys, when a girl stops texting you back after, and you text them a few times, you're like, you have to move on. They're not going to talk to you, especially after a few days move on what does he do does he move on like a normal human being no he texts her 62 times unanswered and then it takes a pic of his johnson and sends it to her which that's that's really bad apparently as well the espn had the story years ago and they asked the reporter and she's like no i don't really want you to report that i'm still trying to make it in baseball as a baseball journalist whatever and then once he got hired by the Mets they came back to her and she was like yeah actually you can I'm no longer a baseball reporter I don't want to do this to anyone else so release this which you have to wonder for the Mets how did that get where was that oversight there didn't know could and also for ESPN you couldn't have just said hey Mets this guy has you know did this this guy we have this information someone would have been working their sources yeah you think someone they have somebody would talk and just say, "Hey, there's the word around the streets of ESPN are there's something really damaging about this guy. Maybe you shouldn't hire him because they had this for a long time." Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I feel sorry for this clown, but yes, he not. had, he had the golden opportunity here as a GM, brand new owner, willing to spend money. You know, he they they brought in like Frankie Lindor and um, Carrasco a couple weeks ago to fill out that core. Like the Mets, you know, I'm not I'm not saying the Mets are going anywhere immediately, but they could have been a contender. And and you know, if it turned into something, he's throwing away his his shot. At, he's completely throwing away his shot at being like the architect GM that that gets hailed kind of like Theo did on on yeah. all those Red Sox and Cubs teams just just because he decided to be a creep and send a picture of his dick to a reporter. I don't think you decide to be that creep. You are that creep. Listen, yeah, we, that's fair. me and you have been in on these internet streets for a long time, and I understand that on in the spectrum of creeps, there are people that are even creepier than this guy, and that's not defending this guy. That's just saying how dark and horrible the internet is in the darkest, yeah. deepest corners. But this guy is... A, is definitely a major league all-star creep this guy has i mean also just the lack of uh self-awareness right there yeah like there's gonna be receipts 
going to be receipts, number one. I don't know how he didn't realize that this was going to happen. Two, he gets asked about it, and he says, oh, well, this was a stock image. He said it was a stock image of, of, a, of male genitalia, which... I, ha- I hadn't heard wild. that, but that's... That's wild interesting defense my goodness i feel terrible for this lady uh thankfully you know she seems to have taken it relatively in stride with everything she's talking to she's been talking to people i think people have been very supportive of her through all this no one's taking his side thank god there are some real assholes on the internet but it's it's just a terrible situation thank god the mets fired him although it's a perfect mets thing that this happened at all yeah, and you know, at least they did the right thing instead of trying to cover it up, uh, yeah. like Urban Meyer style. So we okay, Urban Meyer. We we've talked enough about Urban Meyer. Let's let him actually do something before we rip on him again. Uh, the Wizards. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them a chance. They have not played a game since January 11th. They are just getting railed by the Rona right now. I mean, it is just test after test after test. They get, keep getting the Rona. Their games keep getting canceled. I hear they're going to have to play like 46 games in 60 days, which oh, no. that's not good. I mean, they're not going anywhere, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. But it's still, with the NBA, that's not a great look. Yeah, they, they've got the interesting complexity of being an indoor sport dealing with the coronavirus, too. I think it's a... You know, I'm, I'm obviously no scientist, but everything, you know, everything I've read and heard is it's, it doesn't spread as easily outdoors. It's less, you know, it's less likely to get recycled through air filters, whatever. But also, you know, you just have to question the schedule and all these back to backs because there's been instances where like a guy is tested positive, like, or his, his positive test result came back, like as he's playing in the game after like the night after he got tested and it's it's just a logistical hurdle like the NBA has never seen before, and you just have to wonder like could they could they take a look at like a two week pause or maybe go to like pods like the NHL is? It's an idea. I like it. I mean, I I, I think they probably will work it out kind of like baseball did. When you remember in the early parts of the baseball season last year, where it was getting you know it was getting real bad, and then eventually they were able to figure it out and people really, there wasn't any games getting canceled anymore. Hopefully they'll figure it out. This is something new for them. So we'll find out. Yeah. Didn't, didn't the Marlins get themselves into like a similar situation where they just had like guys testing positive in the club. They did. Uh, like every day for like two weeks. And then they went on a run after that. They ended up making playoffs, beat my Cubs. We don't talk about that. Um, Uh Oh, you want to talk about your guy? The the what what the new the brand new head coach of the Detroit Lions? Oh, I I just can't understand why teams can't learn their lessons with like these super hardcore like football whoa, 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 football whoa. guys. Hold on, so you don't don't like Dan Campbell, football no, guy extraordinaire? Like, no, I think he's going to be a terrible coach. Like it. Who was who was the last guy that got that got a job like this? Uh, Joe Judge. He's gotten like five and eleven in two seasons with the. This is a bad. That's the okay, Giants. That's right? a bad take. But he's pretty. He's everyone around football says Joe Judge has been a very good coach. He has coached yeah. the Giants relatively well for the talent level he has. Everything I have heard has been, oh yeah, he's actually doing a pretty good job. So. 
Yeah, like, like they're good. They're good, like rah rah locker room guys, but they're like never, you know, like Dan Campbell and Joe Judge are never going to design a scheme like what Sean McVay does in LA. And like LA, Sean McVay makes Jared Goff look like a good quarterback. I and I can't understate what like an amazing, amazing tactical ability that is. I just want to say Sean McVay is a football guy, okay, and so is Dan Campbell, folks. This is why Zach is not a football guy. He doesn't understand football guys like me and our friend Henry. We understand the deeper love of the game that goes into this and understanding players. You know, you can be a, a nerd like 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 some people uh, and like we're worried about this stuff. Or, or you can be, well, you can be someone who is uh, hyping your guys up. I'm sorry, but if if you are... Uh, this guy maybe want to run through a brick wall for him. I love this guy. This guy seems awesome. I am kind of mad the Bears didn't hire this guy. How about that take for you? You need good if culture. He... Culture is what you need. Detroit has terrible culture. They always have. Everyone knows about that about Detroit. That's why everyone retires early there. Barry Sanders, Megatron, everybody. But you know what? This guy, he's about to change the culture there. Mark that. They bet. Yeah, I, I'm not disputing he's a good culture guy. I think you just need the combination of Huge. culture and tactics as well. Like, they, you know, I, I would hope they're bringing in some – he's got some good guys in mind for um, for his coordinators. But last point on this is if you need to uh, – if you need to write your name – if you need to have, like, a little subtitle on your uh, on your office name tag that refers to yourself as the dude, I can't, I can't take you seriously. Life is too serious. You need to have fun. Whatsoever. Life is too serious. He's trying to make sports too much too serious. You have to have fun, folks. His whack job talking about whacking people's kneecaps off in his uh, introductory press conference. You just you don't need to be that much of a hardo in the NFL. And you know what? If you if you end up being right, guess what? The Bears, you know, continue to benefit. So I win either way, Uh, like usual. Um, College basketball. Duke, UNC, Kentucky, all out of the top 25 right now. Uh, there's already talks of what is going to be the uh, the ascension plan, the, the next man up for these schools, especially Duke, North Carolina, where their coaches are getting up there in years, big time. Um, it's been a very strange year in college basketball. I feel like the landscape is changing to the uh, to the point that you have these big power schools that are falling off. Maybe just maybe the 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 heyday of the one and done is coming to an end. Um, I'd be interested to see about that. These coaches probably need to change strategy though if they want to stay competitive in the larger college basketball landscape. Yeah, with what with what the NBA has done with how you can just walk straight into the G League now instead of instead of going to college. You know, they make it profitable and lucrative to to share your talents on an amateur level. And that's just what the, the NCAA doesn't have going for them right now. I think they can save themselves because they're, you know, there's always room in college basketball for like those four or five year guys that, that just end up being like campus legends. I yeah. think, I, I think those guys aren't going away, but you know, Krzyzewski and Calipari and all those guys are going to have to learn how to get by without the, the big recruits because 
you Suki big recruits. A G- I mean, let's not act like they're not going to get the bigger recruits. And all, the G League obviously is good for a lot of recruits, but I mean, those are the very cream of the crop, top of the top. There are still some highly rated recruits that are still going to go to college. That's, I think, a big difference in what you're saying right there. That's all. If if I'm a top prospect, obviously I'm not. But what? if I am, if what if I'm a top prospect, I'm in. My two options are like seventy grand from the G League, or one year in college. Or you get taking a bad, the G or, League money. You know, the, the Nike pays you a hundred thousand to go to to Duke, and no one gets hurt. You know, something like that. Oh well, that's that's the side that's the side that the media is supposed to sweep under the rug. TG. Up, 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 up. I, I I can't prove that. You can't prove I said that. You can't say I I was the one who said that. And also, I am not saying that is true. That's just my wild speculation again. I I'll be honest. Even though football season's not over, I'm starting to get you know, I'm getting all tingly for March Madness. I am I am I am feeling it. I am. Oh, yeah, my body is ready. With it being canceled last year. Oh. Oh man, that I, I love how right when it got like when coronavirus is hitting, the original thing was that there wasn't going to be any fans, and people were complaining about that. And now we haven't had fans for a trillion years. They should just fill up the arenas with with frontline workers who've gotten vaccinated. By the way, you have a vaccination card that's punched twice, you get to go in to any sporting event. That should be the thing. Oh, you've been vaccinated? Well, come on in. That's my opinion. Um, yeah, I I like that. Next up. I want to talk about this Drake. So Drake is supposed to drop a new album soon. Okay. And apparently he's delaying it because he tore his ACL. He tore his ACL. And all I got to say is Drake, you are not built different. If you were built different, you would be muscling through that torn ACL. And by the way, that doesn't stop you from releasing an album. What? You don't have to like, what? No one's going to concerts. What, are you worried you can't do concerts? No one's doing concerts. You can sit down. Do we know how this happened? Like he was he doing was he doing like his wannabe NBA thing again? Like probably in a layup line with someone and like take a funny step or I don't know. I I I can't possibly see why more time in the studio could be a bad thing for for a Drake album, but at the same time it is it is kind of soft to delay it cuz of your knee. Soft. As someone who is a survivor of a torn ACL, I wouldn't have delayed my album. Just saying. Um so there was the big trade obviously with the Nets and the Rockets, and the Cavs and Karis LeVert got passed around in that um and it was all kind of weird uh he gets you know obviously when you get traded you get kind of a medical examination to make sure you're all set and good to go before you go to your new team they check him out and they find out there's like a growth on his kidney there's like a growth like a a life-threatening type of growth that if they wouldn't have caught it he could have died so i mean I, as someone who shit on the that's trade, some crazy shit. Someone who who shit on the trade did the Nets just save Karis Levert's life? Yeah, I mean, it just it it's a wild story. I'm obviously I'm obviously happy for him and glad they glad they caught that when they did. It's just it it emphasizes just like especially especially in the world we live in today, just like take care of yourself and keep keep track of what's going on with you because you just never know. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those crazy coincidences that happens, and you don't see it coming. 
no one sees it coming. It's almost as though there was a, a there is something higher talking about that, but we don't go into that. Let's not get into that on this podcast. This isn't a theological podcast. Um, finally, TJ's quick picks. My my pride and joy. Obviously, last week it didn't work out so well. We all know. I still have to do the the punishments, but there's not been good snow lately, so I'm gonna figure that out. Um, you could come out to Wisconsin. I've got some snow for you. I'm not going up to Wisconsin until <laughs> July. Hopefully, yeah, July. Hopefully. Um, so let's go into it. Bucks Packers over 52. I know there's snow. I know. I know. I know. And originally, my thought process was. We'll take the under. Then I realized, huh, this is one of those games where I take the under and then uh, it ends up being a, a shootout where it ends up, you know, the, 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 it ends up being like 38-30 and the, the over hits by a billion. So I'm taking the over in that one. The, also, snow is not really affected. doesn't affect the over that much from what I've heard. Um, the over hit easily last game as well in the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Bills, I can, it can happen. Mm-hmm. Bills money line. Patrick Mahomes, I do not think is going to be one hundred percent. The Bills are a team of destiny. They're on a roll. Their defense is much better than the Chiefs. Much better. Uh, Josh Allen's, I think, could have the day of his life. This he feels like a game where Josh Allen's going to go off. Josh Allen is going to go off. I love the Bills money line. Thoughts? Um. I think we know from the the earlier NFL segment that I'm on the opposite side of you in both of these games. Um, I actually I parlayed the um, both both home favorites are minus three, and I just parlayed that. I hope you lose parlayed both of them. I hope you lose. So yeah, the the thing about the Chiefs is you know even if Pat Mahomes isn't on a hundred percent. They still have the greatest skill talent in the league. They yeah, still have the best offensive week? coordinators. And how'd the, that go last week? Two best quarters. offensive coordinators three in the quarters, league. How, wait, three quarters. How'd that go last week? They can turn it on, on and off. Oh, they can turn they it on and off at any time. That's the easiest the, out of all time. Well, they the can defense turn it off at always, any time. The defense maybe not be as great as the Bills, but they always seem to be getting timely turnovers and those big, like game-breaking type plays that swing the momentum. I, you know, it, it could be a close game, and that's why the three points is fine because, like, you know, if it's a field goal game, you push, get your money back, live the fight another day. But I, I'm not as confident in that one as I am in the Packers one. I'm just, I'm, I'm letting it all ride on pissed off Aaron Rodgers. You shouldn't be confident in either of those picks. Uh, finally, Gronk to score. This is where Gronk comes to play. He's a Buffalo guy, so he knows the cold. He's been in New England for a billion years. Him and Brady, maybe on their last ride together, this feels like a game where he goes in a big moment. He goes to Gronk in the end zone for a big score. Give me Gronk to score, no question. Yeah, we haven't seen a ton of playoff Gronk so far. I would love mm-hmm. to. I would love to get a, a recognition of that in this game. I'm just. I mean, I'm just excited. This is the NFC Championship matchup that I wanted all along. So, I mean, was it? I mean, we all wanted Bears. Uh, someone else. So, Bear, Bears Packers. No Bears and uh, Bears Bears Bucks. There we go. Bears Bucks would have been fun. Anyway, uh, that was high school sports. 
nice podcast. Um, uh, obviously, this was delayed a little bit, partially because of you, but also partially because of me, but also partially because of you. Um, it's going to be interesting coming up here. Football is almost over, which I have to salute football for everything it has given us in the last few months. I think I might have gone insane without football, I'll be honest. I remember in was August oh. hearing this one, going looking through the channel guide and seeing high school football on ESPN, like, ooh, like my heart started pumping. I turned that on immediately because I was so hungry to watch some football. I am eternally grateful that we had a season. Yeah, I, I hate giving Roger Goodell and the NCAA credit for anything, but like <laughs> this having just any form of football this this fall really really saved my sanity, even if it, it at times it looked a little sketchy, but um they like I said last time, they you know they get a passing gear grade for me and for at least like getting through the season. So I keep talking about I keep talking about it. I know I keep talking about how much I'm so thankful for football, but damn, I have been so thankful for football. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to Zach Lyons. Uh, hope everything is going well in Wisconsin. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Talk to you again soon. We will talk very, very soon. Um, shout out to Henry Collins. Suck it. Uh, anyway, this has been Ice Cold Sports. See you guys.